What's up, everyone? I'm Katherine Rudder, and this is Life in the Fast Chain, Season 2. Why, you may ask, are we seemingly randomly on Season 2? Great question. No reason. <laughs> Other than rejigging some things for Life in the Fast Chain. Quarantine and coronavirus has impacted everyone's lives in a way that I definitely couldn't have fathomed at the start of 2020. And that's true for the podcast as well. If you're a listener from the start, first off, shout out. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. How are you still here? <laughs> but secondly, uh, you will have noticed that I've changed some aspects of the podcast over the last few years, depending on my workload, honestly, and what I could swing each week. Um, I also had thrown in some more casual mini-sodes to showcase how we're all in this together during this crazy time. Um, in the last few months, we at our three have had a lot going on, and we are very fortunate for that to be the case. Despite the pandemic, we are still growing as a company, and even my job itself has changed a ton in the last year. To be clear, though, my job has transformed a lot within the time I've been at R3, just generally speaking. But this year with corona and growing pains, it's been hard to keep up with the demands of the podcast on top of everything else we're doing at R3. It's also hard for me being outside of a studio where I have amazing equipment, amazing quality. I love being in person with guests. So having to be um, online, obviously, I've been able to do it. But it kind of took away from the banter that I love on the podcast with being in person. Um, that said, I've been so fortunate to have great guests agree to join me online. Anyways, this is all to say I'm so happy to be refocusing on the podcast and getting amazing guests on to talk about distributed ledger technology, blockchain, emerging tech, the different industries that are building applications on blockchain, specifically Corda, obviously. Um, and I also want to spend more time on the podcast strategically. I'd like to introduce different segments on top of the interviews to add a little flavor. What's going on in this space currently? Why are things built the way they are? Uh, someone technical, come on, teach me things. <laughs> Is there something important in the crypto world that I need to know about? And that's more I need to know about. And this is not a crypto podcast, but we're in the space. Um, I have many ideas for the podcast, and I'm really excited to be focusing on all of this with you guys again. We're in it together, and I'm looking forward to sharing more podcast episodes with you. That was a lot for me. So enough for me, and on to Martin G. I am on with the one, the only, Martin G. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. Hello, Catherine. I'm so happy to have you on. Um, I, I was going to go through and, and talk about all the things that you're doing just generally in the quarter world um, at Oxenbury, but uh, I feel like we have so many things to talk about. Let's just jump right in. How are you doing? Um, I know it's kind of tough right now with Corona, but how are, how are we? Are we mentally in a good place? <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm mentally in a great place, actually. Oh, great. Yeah, it's been a fantastic year. And, um, well, yeah, I'm a happy bunny. That's good. I mean, you've been doing so much. So um, I don't even know where to start kind of with you're all over the place uh, in a very good way. I'm so excited to have you on. And I love your energy. 
want to say that at the onset. Love your energy. Um, we're coming back for a season, this well, season two uh, hey. opener of Life in the Fast Chain um, after rejigging everything. So I'm, I couldn't have picked a better person to join me for this episode. Well, well uh, the, 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 uh, I, I love your energy too, Catherine. So I think we have a mutual love of our, uh, our energies. <laughs> This is going to be a good episode then. Um, right. So let's first talk about uh, Corticon because you presented at Corticon um, and you let's talk a little bit about what you presented and the slot machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was um, that was really cool. We, um, what do we do? Basically, coronavirus absolutely hammered Cordico Club. I mean, we couldn't... Um, you know, the, the whole point of Quarter Code Club is it's like a physical home for, for, for the London quarter scene. Yeah. So it, it was rough. Yeah. The, the disadvantage was that it's like exclusive, it excludes people who aren't in the who aren't in London, actually. And that was that's kind yeah. of rubbish about it. But on the flip side, it's physical and, and you're actually there and we're meeting people and we're talking and and you don't get the mindless chit chat, which is that you on Zoom that you get um, when you're actually in the same room as someone. And I think that's really how you get to know people. I know. So it was just, yeah. so that was what I was really proud of. But um, but COVID destroyed, meant that couldn't happen anymore, right? We started, I think, yeah, you know, uh, the last quarter co club we did of 2018 was Exchanges one, no, 2019, which was Exchanges one, which was awesome. Probably one of the best, probably the best one we've done. We did it, built Exchanges on quarter. Yeah. And then the one after yeah. was meant to be using the token SDK, and we we got through one episode once one one evening, and even that was meant to be um, even that was a bit naughty because people were saying, oh, you know, may, you know, sh maybe shouldn't be meeting up, and everyone was doing what they what they call it the Wuhan handshake and stuff, and like doing kind of a Mickey taking. Oh and yeah. Stuff. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so, and then and then it got around to the summer, and I thought, oh my goodness, Cordicon is coming up, and if I'm not careful, like, I can't have a slot on Cordicon because I'm going to have nothing to present, and I had a panic, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my day job is Oxenbury Partners recruiting um, developers, mainly, uh, uh, lots of quarter developers, I couldn't say mainly quarter developers, but lots of quarter developers. Yeah. And apart of that, I've got um, exclusivity with Lab 577. So I'm the sole provider of uh, candidates to Lab 577. And we were having our Friday morning chat. And I was like, guys, I think I had some rubbish idea. I went, oh, I wanted to set up a Bluetooth-enabled cord app, which would be an automatic dog, automatic payment service for a dog walking app. <laughs> Hey, I like that <coughs> idea. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. But it turned. But quickly, um, Richard Crook and, and, and Bartman <laughs> shot it down, pointing out that it, that didn't actually need that didn't need to be decentralised at all. You could just do that with a normal app. So I was like, oh great. Yeah. So we had a chat, and they and they came up with um, they came up with a with with, with a slot machine. And um, and it went from there, and you know, and I was really disappointed because ever since the gambling one we did, where we built um, a poker called app, um, it was kind of right. It, it was it was brilliant because it was really fun, and no one had ever built a po um, Texas Hold'em poker on quarter before. Um, 
Yeah. But I wanted to run it. I wanted to play it, and I wanted the final of the of the uh, of, the, of, the, of the Texas Hold'em Poker on Quarter final to be uh, to, mm-hmm. to be to be to be the judges sitting around and playing a hand on the the, the court apps that all the teams have built. And I thought, how cool would that be? And that'd be amazing. And <laughs> and and we couldn't do it because we didn't have a UI. And uh, and all the yeah. all the UI developers or all the developers who have any experience with the UI in the quarter world, refuse to help. Now, I do appreciate that quarter code club is a purely voluntary um, activity, but I was a bit miffed that no one wanted to help. So, so that yeah. didn't happen. And then, and then, so ever since then, I wanted to have a quarter app with a front end because I think with a front end, you can really yeah. visualize it and see it and touch it and play it. For people it. like me, especially. Exactly. Because for me, if you just showed me a bunch of code, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, that looks great. <laughs> oh, look, it's scrolling. It's amazing. Oh, it looks like some other matrix. <laughs> Show me the tapping thing exactly. with the keys again. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's good. Okay, continue. This is very interesting, this journey. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted, um, so I wanted a UI, right? And then, uh, yeah. and then, the, and then the guys they encouraged me to look for a UI, and I found one that um, was pre that had already been built, and you had to pay, I think, like eighty quid or hundred quid or something, and then he just gave you okay. um, all the code, and you could do whatever you wanted with it. So that was perfect. So I paid for the code, and then, and then I very tentatively sent out messages to. All the all, all like uh, all the stalls I knew in the quarter space or the quarter code club space, and all the people um, and, and a few people that I knew that were just getting into it. So we had some newbies, and then we um, yeah, and then uh, and then we just went to it. So I felt a bit guilty of not truly broadcasting the message to everyone and saying, "Ah, oh, join in if you're up for this." But um, I just didn't know if a Zoom quarter code club would work or not. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the end, it was absolutely yeah. amazing. <laughs> like, they made... Yeah. You know, they made... They made... They made well, real... your presentation was really fun. Like, <laughs> it was a very fun... Like, the whole... You know? But it... And you guys looked like you were having so much fun. And it was just a very... Because, um, obviously, I... Well, I was doing the wrap-up videos at the end of each, each day. And I was trying to watch all of these sessions and you guys are just, it just added a little color into the day too. It was very fun to watch. Oh, thank you. I, I wanted to make it Eurovision. That was the, uh, that was the template. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I also was surprised to see my face. On <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, I was so, like, so the wizards, the wizards, um, there were two so teams funny. in the end. Only two teams managed to build a, um, a, a slot machine called app. The first out of the um, mm-hmm. out of the stalls was the wizards with their um, their two node um, player and casino node commit reveal pattern. Um, uh-huh. They had a, they had a very standard um, standard UI approach to the UI, and um, but they did have a leaderboard, which was quite cool. Um, they won it because of the strength, believe it or not, because of the strength of the software engineering involved in the <laughs> in the building of the Cord app. So they, but they they went live first, <laughs> and then, um, and then I was like, I felt really sorry for the other team. So uh, I was like, look, you've got to sex it up a bit. You know, you've got to come out with something. And they came out with um, yeah. the Cord Explorer, which was just amazing. Um, 
Yeah. And then, but and then the visuals, the visuals, and they're like, who should we use? And I said, you've got to use people that that people know, you know. So, so yeah. So we yeah. had um, yeah, you, you, uh, RGB, um, yep. Todd, do we have Todd? No, Todd got scrapped. I think. You RGB. <laughs> Poor Todd. I, I just I, it was so uh, Mike Hearn. That was it. And then the three, yeah. and, the, and then the three judges: Richard Crook, um, Caseman, I, and Ryan Gledhill. That was it. Yes, yes, yeah. That was really fun. I think even I jumped right into Corticon, but taking a step back too with Cortic Code Club, um, it must have been so weird going from meeting in person. You guys would go to the London office, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going from meeting in person and then having to go into this digital world. Um, for people who don't know what the Court of Code Club is, can you talk about, even though times are <laughs> weird and it's different now, but like, can you talk about what these kind of meetings would, well, meeting sounds stupid because um, it's more fun than that, but like these gatherings are like in normal times and now kind of moving forward. If people wanted to get involved, how could they? Um, we... Um... The format, I'm not happy with the format, but the format is what it is, and it does work. So I'm, I'm, stay, I'm staying with the format. Yeah. But basically, um, it's it, it's a code club, right? So it's aimed at developers who are either into Corda or want to get into Corda, yeah? Um, yep. I, I really I, I really just encourage only developers to join, which, anyway, that, that, that's another thing. Just for developers, yep. um, and our principles are learning, Programming, networking, and no boring PowerPoint, right? <laughs> that's a good. That's a really good last rule. Yes, <laughs> that's a good one. Because we've all sat there in a tech talk and been bored to tears with like a PowerPoint <laughs> with yeah. loads of bullet points, and then they do the coding. They're like, and they just, but, they, but, they, but there's yeah. no there's no description. There's no verbal description, and they can't they. Often they can't tell a story, and then I've been at so many meetups, technology meetups, where there are actually people asleep in the audience. That is, that is, I don't know what it's like in New York. That but would in London, be me. It is that not would be uncommon. me, but because I don't know what's going on. No, no, no. But, the, but, but yes, I absolutely. And I've had a few naps myself in, in technology meetups. But in, um, but, 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 but most of the people in the audience are programmers. They've come there because they understand what he's talking, what yeah. they're talking about. And it's just dull. So I was like, right, we've got to break the mold. How can we not make it dull? And I wanted to teach people Corda because I thought that, you know, yeah. Corda is amazing. I came across it, you know, late 2017. And I was like, this is amazing. This is not, you know, boring okay. solidity, you know, Ethereum virtual machine made up. <laughs> you know, it just like, I just thought, like, I just thought they were all rubbish apart from Bitcoin, basically. Um, and therefore, and, yeah. then, and then you got Corda and it was like, you know, um, JVM based, you know, um, using, you know, Java yeah. and, and Kotlin, you know, actual languages that people understood. And and, and, and it was backed yeah. by investment banks and big financial companies. And I was like, this is a horse I could back. Um, I've got to get onto this. Yeah. And there were no developers. How did you... That's that's so crazy. How did you initially? So you say that you learned about Corda in 2017. How did you uh, first kind of come upon Corda and R3? 
oh, I did the mo- <laughs> I did the most rubbish piece of uh, business development I think I've ever done. I built um I built like this satellite system. No, not like um if you imagine like all the many rings of, of Venus or like concentric rings going out and they were meant to okay. be the growth of blockchain and each ring was a year and on each ring had a dot um, according to the size of the blockchain company um, so you could see how blockchain had okay. grown um, and it was like 20- yeah. <laughs> anyway I like and, and then and then I, I you know I made this graphic and I did it on PowerPoint because I can't use anything else and I forgot to um, you know when you you know when you misspell something or you just write a technology word and it gets a red line underneath the word yeah I forgot to like I forgot to right click on that and ignore <laughs> so I like I did a screen grab and I sent right around to all these prospective clients and it like had all these red lines on them and. And I bet everyone thought I was mad. But um, in that, I came across R3, and I was like, who on earth are these guys? And then and then, and then, then very quickly, the love affair developed. The one-sided love affair ah, developed. Love <laughs> and affair. I, went, I went out to woo, to woo R3. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, you got, got involved pretty early. Um, I was listening to, because you have a podcast, um, which we can talk about, but I was listening to a few of your episodes earlier, um, and you really have the timeline down. I was like, "Damn, Martin really knows his SHIT." Of course, like what? Like <laughs> you were talking to <laughs> you were talking to Cat Baker, who, by the way, I'm just saying, I have tried to get Cat Baker <laughs> on this podcast for like three years, and you got her in like on your like whatever episode, and I was like. <laughs> How did Martin do that? <laughs> She's eaten a lot of free pizza from Quarter Co Club. <laughs> That's actually okay. So now I know. Now you now know, I know the what weak to do. spot. Yeah, yeah, it's mine too. So we can bond on that. Um, but it's so funny because I, I really was like, how the hell did Martin get Cat Baker? I haven't been able to. I would be in the office like trying to nail her down in London and still nothing. Uh, this is like two and a half years later. Um, but anyways, as I was saying, when you were talking to Cat uh, Baker, you were like, okay, so you joined before Corda Open Source even existed, and then a year uh, later, Corda yeah, Enterprise, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was thinking back on it, because I've been at R3 for, um, oh gosh, since the beginning, so I was like, huh, like some people don't really know the timeline that well, I was like, wow, Martin doesn't just talk the talk, he walks the walk. Oh, yes, <laughs> I, do, I do try yeah, I got um. Well, I do. I've got a Medium page. You see, um, I got to do Medium articles, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't done one for ages. Yeah. Um, but I've got. I, 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 like basically, what happens is, I'm out. I'm out there trying to persuade people to work for quarter companies, right? And sometimes a company that's using quarter wants someone yeah. who's got call. It's one quarter experience, which is you know, one way of one one one, uh, one set of people that I go after, uh, which is quite easy. <laughs> and then um, for me, uh, yeah. and then um, and then the other lot are they like I want a kick-ass programmer with such and such and such and such, um, and uh, they, but they don't need to know Corda. But I need to find this amazing program and then convince them that Corda, which technology they've never heard of, is really good and is you know not some <laughs> flash in the pan you know blockchain hype nonsense. So I have a pre-written email yeah. entitled "What is Corda?" No. The like com- like the commercial adoption of Corda, and it's got a, a a timeline of every time a big ticket firm has done something real with Corda. Oh, wow! So, and then I made a medium page of it. Wow! Yeah, 
And then I instantly regretted that. I was worried that one of my competitors would then like copy and paste it and then start sending that out to all their um their candidates too. But then I thought oh. that's I'll definitely link to to that uh, page in the bio of this episode. But um, that's very cool. I have to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> but talking of your podcast, what made you decide to create your podcast? I just um. I was just listening. I think I was listening to Simon Taylor's podcast, <laughs> and, uh, and love Simon Taylor. Yeah, I, I, great guy. But the po- I don't know, like the podcast, like like it feels like it feels like there's not enough um, criticism going on, like like actual in depth criticism. Sometimes the guests who get on are they 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 just given the the press release and it doesn't like question them on it. Or push them on it, and um, okay. a lot of the guests he gets are—they're um, all senior people at the CXO level, rather than the developers. And mm-hmm. as someone who, yeah, ninety-nine percent of my day is spent talking to developers. I thought, well, I want to—I want to remedy that. You know, I think I can create a podcast which is, you know, in, only interviews developers, and it's not just a—it um, it shows the good things and the bad things about quarter. You know, and doesn't say like, oh, it's wonderful. Instead, um, instead has got like the. So one of the questions I ask is, you know, what is what's the worst thing about Calder? You know, because <laughs> because you know what I mean. Because otherwise, it's 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 fake. You know, so so yeah. So I went out and and did that, and some of them are really rubbish, <laughs> and um, but some of them are really pleased off pleased about. So yeah. Well, I like it too because I well I know obviously I'm not a developer. Uh, I say that all the time, obviously, but I do feel since I'm talking to developers and engineers all the time, I do kind of I I know like I can fully understand what you guys are talking about, which I also like as someone who's not a developer. But I like also that you're that you showcase um, only developers, and you're right; it makes it much more unique. I will say. I was a guest on on Simon Taylor's podcast one time, and I was so nervous. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was nervous because this, because but... we talked. Oh, really? Don't be. Um, <laughs> but we we talked about. So they sent over a bunch of different things we were going to talk about. We were talking about Libra and. Uh, they really liked talking about that, so I felt like I needed to know all the facts, and so I'm like studying. I, I basically because like you're sa- like you said, they do have a lot of senior people, um, business people that I kind of was like, I don't know how I can stack up to these people, but it was a wonderful experience, and it was very fun and very intense and very scary, but very fun. Um, but you're right though; there's not a podcast out there like yours. Um, for developers with only developers, which I think is good. Also, we don't want to just, like you said, we do want to talk about the good and the bad as well. So even sometimes on the podcast, I've had people on are on Life in the Fast Chain who don't even develop on Corda because I, I do want to yeah. show different perspectives and they're building apps on either Ethereum or another blockchain, um, which I think is important too. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, your, your the favorite podcasts. I always love it on your one when Top Top McDonald comes on, 
and the one you did with Richard Crook, I thought was fantastic. And um, oh yeah, and there was and there was one with the Dutch guys. I really enjoyed that as well. You know the Dutch consultancy. I can't remember their name off the top of my head. On life in the fast change. Yeah, I've done so many episodes. And I'm like. <laughs> My brain is my brain is mush. <laughs> Not a good way to start. The minute off. the minute this finishes, we'll uh, do it. But yeah, yeah. they were great. Yeah, no, I've had some really great guests. I can't. Uh, you've had some great guests on the onset too. Also, I really enjoy also hearing about not only our three people, but there are like Matt Bradbury as well. That was a recent one. Um, and I like kind of tying in their personal stuff too. Like Matt Bradbury loves music, and he talks about that yeah. on your podcast. I love your podcast. And he's got. I'm a big fan. Feelings <laughs> mm, <my> mutual. <laughs> I love. Um, he's got a lovely accent, hasn't he, Matt Bradbury, <laughs> with his Derby accent. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> I think you all have fantastic accents. Um, <laughs> but okay, so you have the podcast. We have Corda Code Club. You're consulting, um, or you're, you're a job at Oxenbury with working with developers. Uh, you have so much going on. How do you, what do you do in your free time that has nothing to do with Corda or work? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, uh... You're like, in my free time, I build games on Corda. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's all I do. Free time? No. Um, because, <laughs> in honesty, I do... Because Oxenbury is my company, right? And, um... Yeah. I do work. I do tend to work at least some of the time in the weekends, but I try not to make it go on for more than like four hours or something. Just do it in the morning or in the evening. But so and outside of that, I just all my time is family time and I just try and spend it with the with the kids as much as possible. They're four and seem yeah. to be six. And um mm. yeah, and I just uh I just just, just like playing, playing games with them and doing stuff with them as much as possible, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also when you love what you you do, and you're obviously very passionate about what you do too. So it's work is kind of not as much work. Yeah, um, that's true. But very true. And talking about work and personal things combining, you sent me the other day Anthony Nixon's rap. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I I can't understand it. <laughs> I, I just hear words coming through. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, slack. No, no, states. <laughs> Nodes. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, it's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, but he maybe I'll t I'll ask him for permission to put it at the end of the podcast. Definitely, that <laughs> yeah, could be the fade out tune. Fade if out this tune. airs without if this airs without his rap, then he did not give me permission. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but there if it go. airs with his rap at the end, I got it. <laughs> there you go, Anthony. You, you, yeah. but, Gauntlet thrown down. Seriously, laying down the law. Um, how did you find? Did you did you just happen upon this, or did he uh, send it to you? How did you find it? Uh, he posted it on. He posted it on LinkedIn, and it was just chance by chance I saw it. Are you gonna make a rap now? No, but but ever since, ever since the Christmas, I think I'm pretty sure it's Christmas 2017. I've been working. Uh, I've had this idea. I've been this little song, a song where um, me and Mark Simpson have rewritten the words of quite a well-known. Song <laughs> by Flanders. Do you know Flanders and Swan? Have you heard of them? Do I know? Sorry, Flanders and Swan. I don't think so. No, they're this old English um, 
uh, duo where they sing, they sing, you know, the Mud, Mud, Glorious Mud song? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is this because anyway, I'm an American? I'll send you a link. Yeah, send me the link. So you you changed the words in that song? We changed the words, yeah, for that. And then basically, and he did the words, and I said I would do the claymation, and we would put it together for uh, Christmas, and still haven't. But this year, I'm uh, hopefully I'm going to do the claymation, and then it'll be fantastic. You have time. <laughs> you have time. We are we. Are, you still have about a month to figure, or more than that, to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I could definitely. If I can spend 24 hours on it, I can get it done. Yeah, that's kind of like me with uh, all the things that I have to do. I'm like, I know it'll only take me two hours or something to do it, and I will just push it off until, yeah. like, until my death, <laughs> yeah, I, I swear. <laughs> me, I'm clearly going to be there on Christmas Eve. I'll be like, uh, I think I've got time now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it. Um, all right, well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to have you on. Um, I am sure we will be in contact. Well, we'll tweet at each other. If people want to, um, join Corda Code Club and if people want to contact you, how do they do those two things? Uh, if you want to join Corda Code Club, you should go to, um, www.meetup slash Corda hyphen code hyphen club. Uh, and if you want to talk to me, mm-hmm. then uh, like I try to just, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. It's about the best way. And then there's my mobile phone number there. And you can pick up the phone and call me, or you can send me an email. Ooh. Or, um, yeah, I'm always, always available. Awesome. Well, I hope that soon there will be a way for us to be together again. I can't even imagine normal life anymore. Um, but when we get back to a new normal uh, and can be together, hopefully you can start up the Corda Code Clubs. It's kind of a mouthful. Corda Code Clubs in person again. And hopefully you could you could come along. You could join us. Well, but you said I can't come because I'm not a developer. I always let one or two slip through the net. So we'll put you we'll put you on a team that has absolutely no social skills whatsoever, and then you could be the one in charge of presentation. You see, <laughs> you could do the you could do the demo. <laughs> well, now that you said that, the team can be uh, yeah. I'll, I'll present. I like to talk. There you go. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Hopefully, we'll see you soon in London. Um, please stay safe, happy, healthy. Thank you for joining me. Um, yep, thank you so much, Catherine. Yeah, bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Life in the Fast Chain. You can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app to get notifications right when new episodes come out. I promise they will be more regular. (laughs) Share the podcast on your social media channels and tag me. On Twitter, I'm at Bread and Rudder, and you can always tag the R3 Twitter at Inside underscore R3. There will be more episodes with lots of interesting guests and different segments, so stay safe and healthy, and I will talk to you next time. Bye! Oh, 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 o